Welcome to Tackless Radio. Are you serious? Are you kidding me? What's the deal? Oh no, no This the one you talking about that's supposed to take my place Damn, is this for real? Mm, it's almost disrespectful That's a downgrade and you know it Still your best Me Still your best Me when you wanna come back, yeah. I lay you back on your back and do you just like that. Miss the way that I grab. Yeah. Your body knows me, yes. I'm still your best. Best, best. I don't want your heart, baby. Once before, I don't want you back. Just wanna let you know, say my love is bad, so you let me go. But my love is more. Just wanna let you know. I don't want your heart, baby, once before I don't want you back, just wanna let you know Say my love is bad, so you let me go But my love is more, just wanna let you know Still your best, I know Love it or hate it, yeah. it's unfair, I know Welcome, 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 Tackies To another episode of Tackless Radio And of course, it is I, your host, Be Bad And that beautiful, melodic, sexy, silky-ass voice that you heard coming on in here today was Giveon, Song Bean, Still Your Best. And one of the reasons why that song is the song of the week is because I love me a good shit-talking song. I love me a cocky nigga from time to time. I love me a arrogant ass motherfucker, a overconfident motherfucker. And Giveon was like, uh, are you serious? Are you kidding me? That's a downgrading, you know it, bitch. I am still your best. No, 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 no. I don't want you back. I'm not trying to get with you. I'm not trying to have no relationship with you. I just want you to acknowledge the fact that that motherfucker you got over there that you cheated on me with, that you said was better than me, that you was rah-rahing about, now that I have laid eyes on him, girl, are you blind, delusional, deaf, or dumb? Because <laughs> he's not holding a candle to me. I love me. First of all, let's back this all the way up. I just love Giveon. He, for me personally, was just the silky, buttery, smooth, R&B voice that I needed to get me through the height of the pandemic. I think a lot of us can say that we did hear him on Drake's song, I believe, Chicago Freestyle. And we were all kind of very captivated 
like, ooh, who is that voice? Because in the R&B space right now, we are so accustomed to, we're so accustomed to altos and, and sopranos. But to hear a really good baritone, to get that silky bass back, that's what R&B has been missing. And, and Giveon is finding himself to be in a particular niche of R&B where it has allowed him to flourish. I just got done looking at a couple of his songs on the Spotify just to kind of give y'all some numbers. And he's at like 3.5 million listeners per month just on Spotify alone. He was recently at Lollapalooza in Chicago. And of course I didn't go cause <laughs> super spreader, but he had one of the biggest turnouts considering that he was kind of like a middle ground headliner. He wasn't like a top headliner. His show was like in the middle of the day, but he packed that sucker out. I will tell you from experience, I've been at a skating rink and there was a child's birthday party, like two rows over and heartbreak anniversary came on. And I kid you not, these seven, eight, nine-year-olds were belting and singing their little fucking asses off to that Giveon song. Like they themselves been through some shit. Like I am so excited for the fact that Giveon is getting all the recognition and all the praise because he deserves it. Giveon being a Pisces man, talking about how he's very emotional, but writing all of these beautiful songs is one of the reasons why he is a fairly new artist amongst the Masegos and the Lucky Days of and the Sirs of where we are right now, but has catapulted ahead of them because of the beauty, the richness, and the vulnerability in his artwork. So that is why... That is the song of the week. And the moment I have an opportunity to do a little dive into a little bit more about Gibeon to figure out where he will be next in concert, that is not a goddamn festival. I am buying tickets and I am going because that that's, that's going to be some money well spent. He seems to give great shows and I want to experience it I love the music I love the personality I love the sultry softness he's extra smooth it's like the reincarnation of Teddy Pendergrass and I'm here for it so with that let's go ahead it's just switching on over y'all to shit I saw the shit I saw this week is going to just pretty much be some shit we all saw which was clips and videos and photos from Kanye West's latest Donda release album party that he did here in Chicago at Soldier Field literally two days ago from the day that I am recording. What's interesting about the event is that I had an opportunity to go. Um, I had an opportunity to like get my shit together real quick in 30 minutes and run up to Soldier Field and had a really and have a really fun time. And now I just want to preface this with I am a humongous Kanye West fan. Like humongous, like have I've studied Kanye West and his lyrics and production and quality and have and I've followed him since, you know, he was a Southside kid that was producing for Jay-Z before he became the rap star he is today. 
I will also say that a couple of his recent projects, I really have not been able to get into. And that's not because I think Kanye's not musically gifted. I think when artists go on these journeys of self-expression, when they go on journeys of redeveloping themselves, when they go on these journeys to find their new sound, it's okay that you're not going to be able to take everybody with you in terms of your fans. It's okay that when you do your creative thing, you know what, we'll have, we'll let you go do your creative thing. If it bop, it bop. If it don't, maybe that's something I don't pick up, but you know, different strokes for different folks. So I've not really been listening to Kanye West, his last couple of albums. I would say that Yeezus is the last concert and album that I like really, really listened to. I did listen to uh, Life of Pablo, but not at the same rate that I was listening to previous Kanye albums. And then after Life of Pablo, you know, I think uh, Jesus is King is in there. And there might have been another album in there. To tell you the truth, I can't even tell you. But I do know that so many of us in the hip hop world have been and some of us still are excited for Donda to drop. For those who may not know, Donda is Kanye West's mother's name. And she passed away, man, at least 10 to 12 years ago at this point. And he has named not-for-profits and organizations after her. So it makes sense to me that one of his albums would be called Donda because him and his mother had a phenomenal relationship. He very much so misses his mother. You can tell that he misses his mother, even to this day. So a lot of us are excited for Donna to drop, but you know, he'd been doing this real foo-foo shit where like he says he's gonna drop it, then he doesn't, then he changes it, but he's like having these listening parties that are also concerts where people can listen to the album but then they're going to turn around and also buy it. So I can kind of see how like this particular wave of like humongous listening parties that people go to to still listen to the album and then also leave and purchase the album. It sounds like a good payday. It really does. It sounds like an amazing payday to make everyone with the hype that Donda has make everyone come see you perform the work of art while it's still a work in progress and then turn around. And when you finish the album, because niggas won't necessarily know what have you changed? What have you added? What did you swap out? So people are also going to go and buy the album because they want to hear the final product. I think it's a really interesting way for an artist to connect with their fans. I think from that standpoint, it sounds like a great payday. And that grand scheme of things, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling it. I really, really am. When I had an opportunity to see Kanye West, I was hype. I was like, yes, I would love to go see the listening party for Donda. And it's in Chicago. Like everybody who know everybody who is somebody, of course, is going to be at the fucking Soldier Field because they want to see the performance. But something in my spirit was like, nah, girl. And I was like, you know what? 
I'm not going to go. I think at that point, I was like on my couch, T-shirt off, bra off, hair pulled up in the middle of eating dinner. And I was like, you know what? It would just be it would just be too much for me to try and rush over to Soldier Field in 30 minutes to, to try and do all of that. And plus, I haven't really been feeling some of his latest songs. So you know what? I'm a pass. Baby, and I'm happy that I did because when I woke up the next morning to all that bullshit that happened the night before at that listening party, I am so happy, so happy that I did not go. And that's why you're supposed to listen to the spirit of discernment. You're supposed to listen to that little voice inside you that's like, "Mm, maybe not, not this time. Don't talk to this person. Don't go over there. That little voice, you're supposed to be listening to it. And even though it was Kanye West, it was Donda, it was Soldier Field, it was a live event. All the things that would make me pop up off my couch and just run down there, I was like, no, I'm not really feeling that. And I'm happy that I didn't go. For these two particular reasons. The first reason, Marilyn Manson. Why the fuck was Marilyn Manson there? No, seriously, like why... Did Kanye West think it was okay to bring out Marilyn Manson during one of his performances? I don't believe Marilyn Manson has a feature on the album. So it was very much so just a cameo. But this is why I have questions. I've been watching American Gods. Got through all three seasons. It's a really, really good show. I would suggest if you are into old Greek mythology, into the old gods, into spirituality, but with a twist, American Gods, good shit. As I began season three of American Gods, I realized that Marilyn Manson had a speaking role. And then maybe after the third episode, that nigga was gone. And I was like, Wait, Marilyn Manson was really good in this show. What happened? Why did they remove him? To my fucking surprise, ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, he got removed from American Gods because of sexual assault allegations. One of those allegations, I believe, coming from a minor. So I was like, oh, well, good for American Gods getting that nasty ass motherfucker off the show. And I unfortunately was like, the way that Marilyn Manson is, the way he acts, the way that, you know, his his imagery, his way of expressing himself. He has all the right to express himself the way that he wants to express himself. But the way he expresses himself makes me feel uncomfortable, makes my spirit feel uncomfortable. So that's something I'm not really rocking with. But, you know, like I said earlier, to each his own different strokes, different folks. But I think when it comes down to sexual assault, we as a community, we as a society should be able to get behind that and be like, no, if you are out here traumatizing women, traumatizing men, traumatizing children, traumatizing people, then you don't get to sit as a figurehead of a celebrity in our society. I think we need to start coming to celebrities or we just need to start looking at this differently that if you're a celebrity you have responsibilities 
If we as fans, because we're the ones that pay your fucking bills, if we as fans put you in a position to be a celebrity, there's some responsibilities. And you don't get to still be a figurehead in our society if you are out here raping people, pushing drugs, shooting motherfuckers, being homophobic and transphobic. Like you don't get to still stay on your pedestal when you do fucked up shit, in my opinion. So when I read that that's what Marilyn Manson was on, I was completely off him, completely off him and was so excited that American guys got ahead of the curve and was like, take that motherfucker out. We don't even nope, not even dealing with it. So to see him come out with Kanye West com- uh, confused the fuck out of me. But what confused me even more was that this man, Kanye West, did an entire gospel Sunday experience every fucking Sunday in Pasadena, California. This motherfucker was bringing Kurt Franklin out every Tuesday for gospel choir practice. This motherfucker got an album called Jesus is King. He has told the world that he is going back to church. He is changing his faith around. He is getting his mind right and walking with the Lord. He told us this. For like three years straight. So why you come out with Marilyn Manson, who is the complete opposite of your Jesus is king rhetoric, lets me know that that was a farce or you was on some bullshit or your walk with the Lord really ain't what you say it is. It's just to get black support. It's to get the black community to come behind you and support you. After you do silly shit, like meeting with Donald Trump, airing out Kim Kardashian and Wes's business about abortions, yelling at black women in the fucking crowd, doing silly shit. And you had a decent amount of people who were still supporting you, but you had people who loved you enough to try and come up to you and be like, man, you, you doing a lot. You might want to calm down. One of those people being Chance the Rapper coming to you man to man talking about bro you doing a lot calm down and you yelled at him like he was a fucking nobody so I'm just a little confused artistically where the messaging is that's one so when I saw Marilyn Manson come out I was like thank you baby Jesus that I was not there because that wouldn't have sat right with my soul for numerous reasons like fuck the fact that Marilyn Manson has like satanic imagery and he's like more into the rock scene and that's a little crazy and whatnot. Fuck that. I just can't really get behind anyone who sexually assaults women, who traumatizes women, who does all of that shit and then gets to walk around as if they're untouchable. I think the city of the city of Chicago is going through enough of that now with R. Kelly being on trial. So the fact that another one of our quote unquote Chicago heroes brings out Marilyn Manson considering everything that he's going through really turned me off, really turned me off. And then the second thing that I saw at the listening party that I was like, thank God I did not go was when it came out that Kanye switched Jay-Z's verse off of one of his songs and replaced it with the baby. <sighs> okay. All right. All right. Let me let me try and figure out. 
I, I can't figure it out. So I'm going to just try and explain to you all why for me, that's kind of a problem. Now, the first thing that came to mind when I heard that Kanye West removed Jay-Z off of a verse and replaced him with the baby. First thing that came to mind is that this motherfucker just wanted clicks. He wanted views. He was trying to be inflammatory. He knew that the shade room would pick up on this. Complex was going to pick up on this. Hip hop unlock was going to pick up on this because the baby right now as a rapper is just not in the best light. Because he made very misogynist, homophobic remarks during his presentation at Rolling Loud. Lord Jesus, I'm such a teacher. During his concert at Rolling Loud. And instead of him just apologizing right then and there about his ignorance, this motherfucker has doubled down since about his misogynist and homophobic remarks that he made at Rolling Loud. He has doubled down. Even to the point of telling Madonna and Elton John, who through Instagram tried to add him and reach out to him to explain to him why saying things like, if you ain't got AIDS or HIV and you not dying in two weeks, put your motherfucking phones up. Trying to explain to him, Elton John and Madonna, who are very much so figureheads in the LGBTQIA plus space these two particular people are trying to come to him to be like look sir this is why those type of comments are hurtful to many people in this community what does the baby do he said fuck them how dare you check me in public that's not how we learn that's not how I'm gonna learn if everybody is coming to me with the rah-rah and not trying to educate me not trying to teach me what I did wrong that's how we don't grow y'all so quick to cancel a black man and ba 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 baby okay fine fine you was upset that Elton John and Madonna came to you frontally then you had a whole bunch of gay lesbian trans organizations reach out to you behind the scenes apparently eight of them reached out to you saying hey brother you said that you were in the space for some education you said that you didn't know no better that your comments were ignorant but we shouldn't cancel you we should educate you okay so we got some courses over here you can sign up for a Saturday class we gonna get you right has he done any of that? No, which just lets me know that you was upset that Madonna and Elton John pulled your card and now it's a bigger issue, quote unquote. And instead of you apologizing right then and there, you doubled down. Sorry, when you doubled down and did not apologize and when people told you why you should apologize because your comments were hurtful, you said, no, I need to be educated, not canceled. And then when they tried to educate your ass, you didn't actually want to learn nothing. Because the first couple of bars and the baby's verse on Kanye's song, the one that he switched Jay-Z out for, is him still talking about how he lost money because all of these concerts and festivals were canceling him. So they took food off of his table, which is what he uses to feed his daughter. It Honestly, in your verse, 
You told us about the ramification of the consequences you went through because of your actions. It didn't sound remorseful. It didn't sound like you understood why people were upset with you. It didn't sound like you understood why festivals were canceling you. It didn't sound like you understood why your actions since then have been fucked up. It sounded like a whole bunch of I'm a black man. They come in to attack me. And this is what I want a lot of black men to understand. We will protect you, but not through your bullshit. Like the fact that you think that you just get to do whatever the fuck you want to do because you're a celebrity. And then when we try to hold you accountable is, oh, they're trying to tear down the black man. Miss me with that bullshit. Cause ain't nobody trying to tear you down. People are trying to, uh, people are trying to educate you, but you take any, type of opposition because y'all are so accustomed to yes men you take any opposition as someone being a hater as someone trying to cancel you as someone trying to take food off of your table no people want you to be better and the only way you're going to be better is if you can actually have some self-awareness to say you know what I fucked up and maybe I shouldn't do that again so the fact that I saw the baby's face next to Kanye immediately frustrated the fuck out of me and not only because he doubled down on some misogynist and homophobic comments from Rolling Loud, but it also recently came out that Tory Lanez got hit with more fines and with more charges because he violated his order of protection against Meg the Stallion. How? How did Tory Lanez have an opportunity to violate his order of protection against Meg the Stallion from their shooting incident that is still going on? Because the baby invited Tory Lanez to his set during Rolling Loud because they have a song together as a way to be hurtful and hateful towards Meg the Stallion, whose performance was about 20 to 30 minutes before the babies. The baby wasn't even thinking to himself, like, let me help my nigga out and tell him not to come to Rolling Loud because he has a legal case with the performer that just went before me. No, because y'all like to be funny. Y'all think y'all cute when y'all do this hurtful, hateful shit against black women. Y'all think it's a little kiki. It's a little ha ha. It's a little mm, got you back. But now Tory Lanez got more charges and more fines because he willingly violated his order of protection through via his homeboy, the baby, just to what? Try and get back at Meg the Stallion? Because both of y'all little ass niggas got a problem with Meg the Stallion because she's everything that you motherfuckers will never be. Y'all pissed off, y'all hateful because this woman is doing the damn thing. This 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 woman has a Grammy. And y'all jealous. That's really what it is. Y'all are some hateful ass niggas because y'all realize that you can't take this black woman down every single chance. Y'all try to do it. It never fucking works. But speaking of Meg Thee Stallion and her Grammy, because I want to make this a full circle for you all. Meg Thee Stallion has recently also won a Grammy with Beyonce. Beyonce and Meg Thee Stallion both share a Grammy for Savage Remix, which is phenomenal, especially for Meg Thee Stallion to be such a young artist to win a Grammy and then to win one with Beyonce. Phenomenal. Talented. She deserves all the recognition. But this is where it starts to get really confusing to me. 
Kanye West understands the connection of Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce because we all do. None of us live under a fucking rock. But I'm pretty sure Kanye West also understands the connection between Meg Thee Stallion and DaBaby because DaBaby in his own lyrics talks about the situation and how he's been quote unquote canceled. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Kanye West is unaware of what the fuck he's doing. No, I believe he is very aware of what the fuck he's doing. You understand you put baby on your album. You put baby on that song because you knew it was going to get clicks and views because he's a very inflammatory person right now because of all the shit he's gone through. And the shit he's gone through, one of those things was trying to be hateful and hurtful towards Meg the Stallion, who is real close with your sister, Beyonce, because the both of them just got a Grammy together and did work together. Your sister, who you bum rushed the stage for at an MTV Music Award, grabbed the mic out of that little white girl hand by the name of Taylor Swift, told her she wasn't shit, she never was going to be shit, and then told everybody that Beyonce had the best music video of all time. You know that Beyonce? That Beyonce. Your sister, who you basically got PTSD and depression from because they canceled your ass after you went on stage to defend her, that sister, right? That sister that's married to Jay-Z, your brother, your bro- your big bro or whatnot. The same person who you had on the song originally, originally, and you knew that that's what we the fans wanted. Is this going to be a watch the throne part two? Is this the reconciliation we've all been waiting for? Is Kanye and Jay-Z finally back together? This is what we needed in music right now. You said, fuck all of that. Fuck your bro. Fuck your sis. Fuck Matt the Stallion. Fuck all of that. I am going to remove one of the top contenders verse off of my song. Jay-Z. Like if you was going to replace Jay-Z. You replace him with like Nas, Snoop Dogg, Outkast, like Andre Three Stacks or Big Boy. Hell, even if you wanted to replace him with someone who came maybe a little behind him, like a K-Dot or a Cole. Hell, I will take the reincarnation of Tupac or Biggie. But you put this little ass homophobic, misogynist, transphobic nigga on your song. You replaced your brother and put that nigga instead. And even if you want to put a young nigga, even if you want to put a young nigga, little baby is doing way better than the baby right now. There's so many other talented artists you could have replaced jay-z with if you were trying to go for a younger crowd all a tde is open all a dreamville is open you didn't want to see what young money had like we really doing that but that's but that's fair that's fair that's fair and that's fine because that just shows me that where kanye is going i might not be able to go with him and that's totally fine that's totally fine because I can't really get around the music but now your actions are showing me 
that I can't get behind that either. Raphael Sadiq, just this morning, it's Saturday, by the way, Raphael Sadiq, just this morning, got on Instagram to apologize and then remove the photo that he took with Marilyn Manson because he was unaware of the sexual assault allegations. And Raphael Sadiq is like, I do positivity over here. I'm not trying to be with all that extraness. And he rightfully so took it down when he found out what the fuck was going on. I have yet to hear that Kanye West has made any comment about, ooh, did not know that that nigga was out here traumatizing and attacking women. Maybe shouldn't have him on the stage next to me, especially since that motherfucker does not have a verse, a lyric, or a speaking role on my fucking album. That's what I'm just like, what are we doing in music right now? Because y'all, I look, I thought it was real cute going back and forth with Drake on who's going to have the biggest drop. Because this is not Kanye's first time doing this. Kanye loves to drive all this hype around an album drop. Was this not what he did for graduation when he was going against 50 Cent? At the time, 50 Cent said that if his album did worse than Kanye West, he was going to retire. Of course, those niggas was lying because 50 Cent is far from retiring. And Kanye has made like five albums since. But that's what you do to drive hype so that people want to stream it. So people want to buy it. Same thing with Yeezus when it dropped at the same time as Born Center. J. Cole. Yeezus did amazing. But it was a different sound than what we were accustomed to. And it did commercially well. I even went to that concert for Yeezus. But Born Center was also the shit. And a lot of people were like, not feeling Yeezus because it was a very, very different sound. So Born Center at the same drop as Yeezus did fairly well. And now we have Donda and Drake. I think his album is Pretty Boy Season or something like that. I'm, I could be wrong. But now we have Kanye West and Drake potentially dropping at the same time and battling on who's going to get more clicks, more views, more streams, whatever. And I love the back and forth shit talking I really really do I love the arrogance of a hip-hop artist but dropping people's home addresses I don't know that's a bit much because then at, at, at that point you put my my safety in jeopardy it's just the movements as of recent Kanye I don't know I don't know so that is just going to be this week's shit I saw because I saw it and I was truly flabbergasted as a Chicagoan, as a Kanye fan, and as a woman who fights for other women. I just, you know, I was on the fence, but now I guess I know where I stand. <laughs> I guess I know where I stand now. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Random Realities. And this week, I want to talk about the amazing effects and health benefits of ginger. I love ginger. I love ginger tea. I love ginger capsules. I have ginger essential oil that I use. And I've been having a lot of tummy issues as of recent and was like, let me share with other people 
the benefits of ginger because I've definitely been having a lot of ginger tea this past weekend. So if you are interested in knowing a little bit more about ginger, I'm just going to give you a couple facts scientifically backed about the health benefits of ginger if you want to start to incorporate it into your diet, health routine, if you want to start looking into supplements. There's other things beneficial that ginger and ginger root do. I'm just going to give you a couple, some of the ones that I particularly use it for. So the first one here that we're going to go ahead and get into is that it stimulates digestion and for me I have Crohn's disease and a couple things that I battle with is just wanting to have an appetite I don't eat a lot I'm not necessarily hungry which isn't good but if I do feel really like sluggish or bloated or if I ate something that really didn't agree with me once I finally do eat I love to have like warm ginger tea because that just kind of helps things get moving down there. It just kind of starts pushing things to the front of the line. It just kind of aids and things, you know, going properly <laughs> when it comes to getting rid of the thing that you just ate. I also love it because it helps with reducing nausea. Tip number two, it helps reduce nausea and when I'm feeling gross and icky and I'm super sick or I have motion sickness a lot so I can't read or be on my phone looking at words on a vehicle or even on a plane I find that I get motion sickness and ginger really does help kind of tame the feeling of wanting to throw up so that's another reason why I really really enjoy it Tip number three, it reduces inflammation. So I use ginger root essential oil and some of my body butters or topical hair oils because it helps reduce inflammation. So if I'm really achy in my body or if my scalp is just like super on 10 that week, just getting on my goddamn nerves, a little ginger root really helps to kind of soothe it and help some of the inflammation in that area. Or another tip that I love to share with folks about ginger is that is a blood sugar regulator. So it's actually beneficial for people who have diabetes to incorporate ginger into their diet. Mind you, I am not a doctor, so please talk to your doctor before doing this. But it does help regulate a lot of the blood sugar spikes that we have. Because America puts sugar in every fucking thing. It's super difficult to regulate it on the norm. So I completely get it. But warm ginger tea, drinking it, or just having ginger supplements would do a lot of good for folks who have type 2 diabetes. And the last one that I want to share here for those of us who have uteruses, it helps reduce menstrual pains, which, bitch, <laughs> we all know. Them period pains be knocking us the fuck out. I don't understand why our country doesn't give us like specific sick days for me to just like have Aunt Flo visit that bitch do what she need to do and then she go to fuck home. Anywho, <laughs> it's really effective um, in helping reduce pain. So if you use 
an oil like a warming oil think of like a hemp seed oil or an avocado oil and you warm that up a little bit and you add a ginger root to the oil or ginger root essential oil to that oil and kind of rub it on your stomach it will really help some of the pain that you feel during your menstrual cycle it also will help with the nausea that we normally feel during our menstrual cycle so wanted to just share some health tips and benefits about ginger so that the next time you at your local Kroger, H-E-B, Dominic's, Whole Foods, Jules Osco, go ahead and pick up some ginger root, add it to your diet, play around with it, and let me know how you like it. And that is this week's Random Reality. All right, y'all, and welcome back. And it is now time for the tackless topic of the week. And I do want to say that there has been some updates to this week's shit I saw because Kanye has dropped Donda. Drake's album is going to be dropping on September 3rd, Certified Lover Boy. And interestingly enough, now that Donda has dropped, there has been so much criticism and hate for Kanye. Not even just like from regular niggas, like Soulja Boy called him a clown. Chris Brown called him a clown. Apparently the baby's manager didn't clear his verse in time for the drop. They had to redrop it. It was messy, child. Messy. Just like a Gemini messy. So it's interesting because I feel like everything I said previously still stands even now with the album out. I just wanted to give y'all a little update (laughs) to what shit I saw was. Just wanted to make sure I kept y'all informed. So uh, now let's go ahead and switch on over to the real tackless topic of the week. I'm going to try and keep the tackless topic fairly quick because I gave y'all a lot of content during this week's shit I saw. And trust me, it even shocks me how much I can talk sometimes. I know I'm a very loquacious person, but I just wanted to come to you all really quick and let you all know that there is a power in the word no. I don't even really want to preach to y'all or anything like that. I just want to, I just feel And it's kind of just moving me at this point to tell y'all that no is a full statement and period after it. And I think as I began to get older and have to prioritize the things that are most important to me, and don't get me wrong, that list of priority, it shifts and changes week to week, day to day, hour, hour to hour sometimes, But with me understanding that my time is limited, my body can't be in two places at once, and I have to protect my energy, I've also, in learning all of those things, had to learn the power of no. And being okay with saying no, I would feel so guilty telling people that I couldn't do something for them. Or I would allow people to guilt me into doing something for them exclusively for their benefit. And it had no benefit for myself. 
And I've gotten now to a point where neither one of those things bother me anymore. And I love my friends and I love my family, but I have to love me first. Like I have to pour into me before I can pour into somebody else. And I have gotten to a point where I even tell my job, like, you know what? I am not feeling good today. The answer is going to be no. Telling my friend, telling my family, you know what? I need to invest my money and do X, Y, and Z. I won't be able to give that to you. I just have to be able to say no. And I got to be good at saying no because everybody else will take advantage of me if I don't put any boundaries down for myself. If I don't create my own boundaries, somebody else will create them for me. And baby, people will drag you around like a raggedy Ann doll if you let them. I just had to be okay with letting people down. Some people are going to feel bad because you said no, but I have to get over that. I might disappoint somebody. I might let somebody down. Somebody might be like, oh my God, I thought our relationship was stronger than this. Or I thought I, a whole bunch of things, but I got to be okay with whatever the result of that no may be, because I know that my boundaries are more important and protecting me is more important. That raggedy ass job. If you drop dead tomorrow, sis, they going to replace you by the end of the week. If you don't give money to that particular person, they just going to ask somebody else. If you can't make it to that friend's birthday party this year, guess what? God willing, they'll have another one next year. Life doesn't stop because I have to give a no. Life doesn't stop because you received a no. But I got to understand that life For me, I now am committed to having a certain quality of life. And with me being intentional about the quality of life that I want to live, no just has to be in my vocabulary fluidly. And I just want to let you all know to allow no to be in your vocabulary fluidly because you get one life to live, protect it, and live it fully. And that is this week's Tackless Topic of the Week. And I will see you hookers next week. Bye-bye.